start using cutting-edge warp speed 5G technology with your cell phone. Let me tell you about my friends at MobileMobile.io. They have an ultra-fast 4G LTE and 5G network that covers 99% of Americans. So they've got you covered everywhere. Think about it for a moment. You have the opportunity to take a test drive for 10 days with unlimited talk, text, and premium data. What is premium data? Premium data is an allotment of a cellular data that you receive from a higher priority on the network. You won't get throttled like you will with some of those, well, non-brand service providers. To find out more information, all you have to do is go to mobilemobile.io. That's mobilemobile.io to start your 10-day free trial. Broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, here is your host, Dr. Jay Allen on Safety FM. This episode of the broadcast and the podcast is brought to you by Safety Focus Moment. They're consultants that want to help you get the safety culture you've been looking for. For more information, go to safetyfocusmoment.com. Hello and welcome to Safety FM. This is Jay Allen. Well, how the heck have you been? Did you enjoy your April's the 1st or your April Fool's Day if you're here in the United States? Did you have some fun and do some tricks and fool some people? That's always an exciting thing to do. I enjoy it year after year after year. I don't do anything too torturous, but I always do some things that make people question what I'm doing. Or I do things on purpose on that day to make them question if I'm doing it for the sake of trying to hide something. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Hope all is well in your neck of the woods. I'm really excited about what we have coming up here today. Today we have an interview with Sheldon Primus. He's a certified occupational safety specialist with a Master's of Public Administration. He has been involved in environmental and occupational safety fields since 1994. Sheldon is a subject matter expert. He does courses in OSHA, the 10-hour version, the 30-hour version. He has a lot to offer. But how I discovered Sheldon was all related to a safety consulting course. I want you to have the opportunity to meet this extraordinary man, Sheldon Primus, here on Safety FM. You are listening to a renowned safety expert, Dr. Jay Allen, on Safety FM. Changing safety cultures, one broadcast and one podcast at a time. Join the fun on social media and find us on Facebook at Safety FM. So what I normally like to ask everyone when I first start off is why did you start getting involved with safety? Because I always look at it. This is a crazy little industry to get into. So why did you decide to go down this path? I wanted an office and I wanted a pro card. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) I was actually one of the grunt operators at a wastewater treatment plant. And uh, they did a two-year cycle of safety officers. So you wouldn't get stagnant and everyone gets a chance. And absolutely no one volunteered for this and I was too new to know why <laughs> so <laughs> I said I want a pro card and that's a, a pro card is the pre- 
procurement card. So when you get into government entities, they always give you a procurement card at a certain level so that you can actually purchase things autonomously without having to go through the regular process. So I wanted to do that. And then the other thing was I actually got an office. So here I am, new guy with an office and a pro card. So it was a status thing for me. And then I figured out, hold on, I'm going to have to learn safety. So I did. I uh, I asked to go to an OSHA class, and this was with City of Orlando. And uh, they said, okay, even though Orlando wasn't um, under OSHA's jurisdiction being public sector, they wanted me to at least get a baseline of OSHA compliance. And this was uh, 92, 93 area when I first got into safety. So I was that's that's really why I, I just wanted to to hang out. <laughs> well, what were you doing then before then? So all of a sudden you decided to go down through the safety aspect. And you said that it was a status symbol. So we'll, we'll call it the black American Express card syndrome. here. Yes. But what were you doing prior to it? Uh, prior to it, I was a wastewater operator that was going through what the state of Florida had at the time called an apprenticeship program. They wanted to uh, create a workforce and uh, start it all with trades. And wastewater operation is you go to a plant, dirty water in, clean water out, and anything you flush, anything you pour down a drain has to be treated before it's discharged to its final destination, whether it be a waterway or irrigation that you see in the median of a highway. All that had to be treated. So at that time, my job was just the treatment plant operator, and I was learning that. I was truly maybe three years in, not not even. And you know that I'm very tempted right now to turn around and say this sounds like a very crappy situation, but I probably shouldn't uh, say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime anybody smells that, we say smells like money. <laughs> I mean, well, it's a very interesting approach. So when you were younger, what did you did you want to deal with wastewater or how did it all come about? Because most people don't kind of fall into safety by by choice. Let's just put it realistically. It kind of something happens to, to an extent. So what did you want to do with your, then when you were younger that you decided to go down this path through wastewater? I had one of those uh, really odd paths. So my path from high school uh, left New York, which I was born and raised in Queens, New York, left New York in 89, landed in Orlando, Florida, had a brand new city, a brand new team called the Orlando Magic. I was into it because I was there actually first year and I had no real direction. So I go to the local college, Valencia, and I'm trying to get my AA in something. I didn't even know what. And then eventually I said, I'm going to go into ministry. So my path was to be a minister. I went to New Life Bible College, which I don't know if they're still around or not, but that was in Cleveland, Tennessee. You ever hear of Cleveland, Tennessee, Jay? Uh, no. <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland, Tennessee. <laughs> Sorry, Cleveland, Tennessee, but it's actually uh, north of Chattanooga and uh, like a half hour north of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And I was going to go down the ministry path because prior to that, I was doing youth missions and I really was thinking of either going back into the missions because I've always been enamored by overseas or I was going to be an evangelist. <laughs> so that was my actual path. That, that, that's a very interesting twist because I normally have a lot of conversations with people and I tell them how we're a safety evangelist. So it's really, you definitely take a very interesting approach on how you actually did this. So you go into the ministry aspect. So how do we tie this into wastewater? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm confused here. 
<laughs> I know. So this is me in my early 20s, and uh, I needed a job, and I figured, well, why am still doing stuff for the church on Sundays? I wasn't getting paid as, an, as one of their paid pastors, so what I ended up doing was looking for a regular job like most people who are part-time in the ministry. So look for a full-time job. City of Orlando had a temporary position as a, a garbage collector, wanting a full-time job, working in garbage and working in recycling. I saw on a bulletin board, they posted a sign that says wastewater operator. And I was like, hmm, I don't know what that is, but it's a full-time job. So I'm going to go do that. And I applied to be an apprentice wastewater operator. It was a three-year program. As soon as I journeyed out of that three-year program, I would have the middle level license which started c b and a a was the highest after five years and b was three years so i got that b got journeyed and that's how i got into the wastewater side because i needed a job i got into safety because i wanted to to uh, have some status so i i just i'm a little impulsive well i i will tell you when i started getting involved with safety safety was not considered a glamorous job and I mean that in the best of ways possible, but that was a, a piece that you were interested. So when you started doing it, what do you fall in love with? Yeah, for me, it was um, 93, 94 was right around the time period there. And what I actually got into it and the reason I I started to think more about it was because people started asking me to give them their my opinion on something safety and health, or I had to go and direct something safety and health related, and I had no clue. So I had to dig in and learn how to do that and, and how to understand hazards and what to look for and how to give qualified opinions. And that's it, – it kind of uh, awoken the, the – the, inner person in me that loves technical things and detailed things. So the detail of safety was really what got me hooked. Very, very, very interesting. So as you start going through the wastewater portion and then you're doing safety there and then you, it sounds like you're, you're the point of contact, even though you claimed a moment ago that you were a journeyman. So where are you Uh, getting, so where are you getting the knowledge from at the time? Do you have like a point of contact or did you kind of get to a level where you knew where to do the research from? Yeah, my first point of contact for safety was the old safety officer. And truly, they're just an operator sticking in a position for a while. So there were some policies and procedures they set in place. And uh, City of Orlando, who I was working with at the time, said, we're going to send you to an OSHA class. I actually asked to do it, and they approved it. So I went to... I believe it was a three-day class, one of those uh, little seminars that they would have going around. So I learned a little bit about record keeping. I learned a little bit about hazard recognition. And from there, I just truly had to uh, break it down myself. And I couldn't use OSHA regs because OSHA wasn't applicable uh, for a public sector. But I used the OSHA standard as a best practice for me, even though now I've come to learn that OSHA's standards are, you know, minimum practices and <laughs> the, the basics. But back then, I was like, all right, let me just follow this standard as best as I can, and then I'll have the answers for everybody. Hey, you have to have some kind of skeleton format and where to start. So it sounded like you took the correct approach. So let me go yeah. down this path real quick. So let me really start getting involved here on how 
I found you and how this conversation came about. So a couple weekends ago, um, we I was actually online and I was messing around and jumping around and taking a look at some different websites. And I came across a group called Safety Consultants, if I remember correctly, on Facebook. And I, and I discovered that you had a course going on there related to safety consultants. And we'll go back a little bit more into your career in a few moments. But it's something that I want to bring up because I think it's very important to the story. And you go through a process where you teach people how to become safety consultants. Number one, how did you come up with the idea? And number two, how did you feel that you were qualified enough to teach this? Oh, the old mindset trick. I see what you're doing there, Jay. (laughs) I see what you're doing. (laughs) Well, first and foremost, when I got into being my own boss, the, the catalyst to even the course, I did it slowly. In 2008, I decided I'll, I'll just put my toe in the waters and see what's going on with this thing because I got my master's degree and I was in the government sector for so long. I was like, ah, I am burnt with government work. I'm going to try it on my own. So uh, 2012, I decided that's it. I'm going to make more money if I'm working full time at this than if I was doing part time and I grabbed a hold of my uh, retirement money uh, and just decided I'm going to use that. And if I give it full attention, I'm really smart at this stuff by maybe summer. And I did this in uh, September of 2012. I was thinking maybe next summer I'm going to be May. uh, I'm going to be it. So I'm going to be like the biggest consultant. I'll have all kinds of money. It didn't work out that way. <laughs> I'm was- smiling really big on this other side because I know how that thought process comes about. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be, you know, I'll hand out cards and I was printing my own business cards and I was going to these networking meetings and I was shaking hands and kissing babies. Nothing. <laughs> Crickets. Uh, so the idea was uh, it got so bad that. Uh, eventually we decided we're going to have to sell the house or we're going to lose it. And it was a hard luck story in that way. And I really decided, let me do this thing academically. Let me figure this thing out step by step by step on what went right and what didn't go right. And that became the blueprint. Okay. And that's the, and let me just kind of be clear on that particular portion. That's what you're titling the actual safety consultant course that you provide is the blueprint exactly on how to do the work. Correct. Uh, Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard one scenarios. And I hear the stories from many people and especially that group that we, we belong to that I started up. And right now I think we're like 1100 and it's international right now, which is awesome. So I hear the stories of people getting started. They're in for a few years and then they hit a brick wall. Either their spouse says, all right, honey, (laughs) we can't keep doing this. We need some help. And then they have to take regular jobs and that's okay. Sometimes you need to do that. And it's okay to, you know, take care of family. You're supposed to. That's that's what we're called to do. So then I I had to say, well, for me, I'm going to do my best to make sure that as many people that want to get into this field can be sustainable so they don't have to go through what I did. Well, I have to tell you, I went through the course and you and I had went back and forth via text, via email. I don't even remember how it started. I think it was via Facebook. And and I was able to access the course and go through it. I was amazed with the amount of detail 
that you actually go into the course on how you really start off with somebody from the ground level. And when I'm talking about the ground level, I'm really referring to that there where I mean, this person can walk in and say, I'm signing up for this program and I have nothing in my back pocket. And this will teach you exactly what to do from name, domain to insurance. And I was just impressed on how you did this. So how much information had you gathered? How much structure had you put into this before you decided to jump forward and and do this? Uh, actually, I just did it a little at a time. So I, I truly just uh, did a reverse engineering of my experience. Oh, God, reverse yeah. engineering. <laughs> reverse engineering, right? <laughs> and truly, it took it took a long time only because I had to think about it because normally you just do actions. And I'm like, I'm making a client call and I had to think, all right, well, how am I approaching this client? What am I thinking about our interaction? How many times do I want to get a return of this investment? And I had to really kind of uh, break that one down as best as I can and then create a system around each separate process. So it took a, little, it took a while, but I did it. I tried to do it organically. I, I slowed myself down while I was trying to do each process and then just truly um, write it down and and that's why I segmented the course that way to be, all right, we're done with this one little section. Go do some work. <laughs> now, the the thing that I would want to reference here, and you tell me if I'm if I'm looking at this incorrectly, you do have to have some understanding on safety before you actually do this. At least that's how I took it when I was doing the course. So it's not I don't want there to be kind of a confusion there that, oh, I have no concept of safety and all of a sudden I can walk in and do it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have to know safety too. <laughs> no, I, I just want to make sure that I'm clear on that particular piece because it could be, I'm not saying confusing, but being as I just turned back and said, Hey, it will give, give you the path all the way down. I just want to make sure you have to have some basic understanding of safety to go through this. And that should be kind of the common knowledge, um, especially if you're trying to become a consultant in the field. Absolutely. So you just gave me prereqs. So that is a prerequisite. You got you got to know something about safety to get started. And truly, it's the transition from safety specialist, safety manager to safety consultant. That was the uh, the idea and the intent behind it. And I, I will tell you, just the way that the framework is set up is it's course step on what needs to be accomplished or steps, depending on the scenario. And you're guiding the person through the whole aspect. Now, my question to you is, let's say, for instance, I start doing a particular portion and I get stuck. Can I contact you? Do I have direct access to you through the course? Yeah, absolutely. There's comment sections and I get a little notice saying there's a new comment awaiting your approval. So I get that right away. I go check in and uh, if we can't figure it out there, then I'll give you a call <laughs> or I'll send you an email. So we'll, we'll figure it out one way or the other. That's my, my mission. My goal is to get it right for you. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out. However, we got to contact each other. But I do get that little notification. There's a comment waiting. And as soon as I get that, uh, I'll just grab it. Well, I have to say, I have to say, and I'll say this over and over again, and I don't want there to be kind of a misconception here that I'm pitching or I'm selling or anything to that extent. Shelton is a person, like I said, that I found online and it has become so interesting. Just all the stuff that I had seen that you, that you actually put out that I was really impressed by the information and by no, by no means open and honest, there is no sponsorship here or anything whatsoever. So I just want to make sure that we're clear on that, but 
the information that you have on there compared to some of the other consulting, and I'm talking about general courses, Mm -hmm. I thought that your information was a lot better. And I will tell you that the other consulting general courses that I've seen or interacted with are a lot more costly than what I would say yours. I would say that yours is, I'll put it, it was a very good bargain price is the way that I look at it for the (laughs) amount of information that you have inside of there. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right, because uh, I wanted to do this as best as I can to get a beta group together to give me their ideas, to give me their understanding of how the course went, how it looked, how it felt, uh, the interactions, the, the technical side of the course from the company I'm using. So you caught it in the beta period. So the prices will go up because now I've got all that feedback in, I'm making the changes and uh the price is, is, for instance, and this is you know not just my course. Let's let's take it on a, on a, a, a basis for everybody listening. So when you're pricing something, you want to get into the psychology of the buyer. And my marketing degree, which is my bachelor's degree in marketing, has served me in this way. I was a wastewater operator, and I got a bachelor's degree for in marketing for <laughs> no apparent reason, <laughs> but I did. But it's actually serving me now. So. The, the psychology behind uh, pricing is this. You give something free to somebody or really low cost to somebody, there's no inherent value to them uh, yet. There's only drive that's going to lead them to complete that course. So there is a period where it's going to get too much, but the perception of the price is also going to be a motivator for someone to finish if not their own motivator the motivator of their spouse or any of their influencers that says come on hey dear you just paid a whole bunch of money for this course what's going on why haven't you finished it and truly uh, internal motivation external pressures and then also the perception of the price is perceived value and you, as the provider of whatever you're going to be servicing, you got to give them return of investment, uh, but uh, you have to still price it higher. So, Jay, you caught me in beta. So, <laughs> good time. <laughs> well, I have to tell you this, and the thing that's kind of funny is that I discovered you through the course, but the further down the path that I have been with you over the last few weeks, there is more behind the man of mystery here. Because besides that you have that, you also have your own actual consulting firm that you actually do you also have a actual we'll say nonprofit is how i'll word it properly opposed to kind of uh-huh. going through the numbers and the letters and yeah, yeah, yeah. i look at it and i go number one how do you have the time to do all of this and how did you come up with so many different concepts and still get them all to work is let's let's see how it is i mean you, you are aware there are some people that just will say throw things on the wall i'll say things to put it nice way and see what yeah, sticks yeah, yeah. um But that doesn't seem to be the path that you've been down. You're going down a path where you have multiple plates up in the air and you're working on multiple things at the same time. And it's just so impressive on what you're doing. And a lot of the stuff that you're doing is related to, of course, safety. But a lot of it's actually really trying to help people out in the field. And I I know that you mentioned the ministry thing, but I'm really hung up on on the whole thing on how you've taken this particular approach and what's driving you in that particular regards of wanting to help so many people. 
Yeah, well, truly, it's a ministry for me. Uh, maybe I've I've transitioned from my my evangelical uh, mission as far as being a missionary. However, uh, like you said, it is a safety missionary there. So me, with my courses and everything else I'm doing. Uh, just think of it as a baseball analogy, quite honestly. These baseball numbers right now, in the as the time of our recording, I believe today's opening day in the baseball season, and they've had so many big top dollar figures, like ridiculous money going to these players, and a player that's going to make ridiculous money is maybe, especially if they're a hitter, they're maybe going to be a 400 hitter. So in baseball terms, that means... You strike out six times, but you hit the ball four times. And when you hit it four times, you're doing really good. You're bringing people home or you're hitting home runs or whatever you're doing. You're doing those four hits really well, and I'm going to give you millions of dollars. So uh, you're, seeing the, you're seeing the four times I'm hitting, but I've, I've, I've struck out <laughs> more times, and, uh, and I'm just maximizing the times that I'm hitting. Well, I, I want to. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's sometimes some of the misconception that people have. And I'll tell you, for a long period of time, um, I had that same misconception too when I was growing up. That you know, failure shouldn't be something that we embrace. But based on what you're saying, failure is something that we should embrace and understand that the failures that you've had so far have led you to the position where you're at. I, I jokingly always say this. You use the baseball analogy. I normally say that you only have to hit 33% of the time and you're considered, you know, really, really good. And, I say, uh-huh. uh, and I've always said if you're a meteorologist, especially a weatherman, um, you don't really have to be accurate at all. You just have to be kind of a fun personality. But as you tie these things in and you realize, you know, that these failures have led you to the success, do you look at it now and go that, this is kind of like the past less traveled for most because let's be realistic. Most people that are interested in becoming a consultant or going out on their own, when they start having failures right away at the very beginning, what they're going to do is turn around and go, oh, what a, what 40 hour a week job is is available? So what was the yep. driving force for you to decide to stick with it, especially when you're seeing your 401k or your retirement fund, as you ordered it, shrinking? Uh, well, not just shrinking, it evaporated. I had nothing left. And truly, if you're imagining uh, someone who's going paycheck to paycheck, imagine a consultant going paycheck to paycheck. I used to tell people I'm unemployed until my next client. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, truly, that's what it boils down to. So it's the stick to itness. But quite honestly, if you don't have a base around you that's going to fight with you, you're lost. So I got to give all credit to my wife in this way where she was she was with me the wholehearted way and just saying all right we're in this together we've always been like that we've got a if you're a dave matthews song uh fan there's this one song called you and me (laughs) that's that's our jam man that is our jam Mm -hmm. no matter what it's just us together we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we're gonna work this out and then not to not to go crazy with uh for for me going you know completely out there and starting my own business like a couple years into this she did the same thing so we're like we we are both jumping over into into the the rapids and you know without any paddles and truly we just just hung in there it's got to be faith it's got to be love it's got to be trust it's got to be a ferocity you gotta hang in there you gotta be creative and you've gotta make sure that 
you are thinking money is money is money. Uh, I, if I need to go and, and do a lift driving for a while and still work my, my business, I'm going to do it. If I've got a, you know, I, I've, I've done DJing production for, you know, a long time. If I need to start selling uh, some of my music, I'll start selling my music. Money's still money. Well, it, it's interesting that you bring that up. So, she noticed the risk that you had taken to that point and all of a sudden she put a value on the risk and said, hey, it was worth her while to, to jump to. Yeah, absolutely. And she's doing it on the on the teacher end. So she's creating products for for teachers and she's she's uh, truly said for her as uh, teaching in in this part of, of America's history they don't get the respect that they they truly truly deserve and then the bureaucracy for her students in particular because she was teaching uh, children with autism they're expecting those children to produce the same way as the regular uh, gen gen ed uh, children so she was being just dumped on on all sides with common core and everything and not given the provisions that she needed to just keep the classroom uh, orderly. So she had to figure all that stuff out herself with no support from her upper management. And then she just did it. So in that way, she did the same exact thing that I needed to do in the safety and health realm. And when she decided, well, I could do this myself. <laughs> so that's what she did. Wow, 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 wow. So she must have said the risk was definitely worth it then if, if she noticed that. Well, let's kind of continue yeah, a little absolutely. bit fur further down your path here because this is where it's even going to get more interesting. So with all of your free time, you decided to also create the Safety Consultant Podcast. And yes. <laughs> I just keep on looking at it and I go, how do you have so much time in a day? It's like, <laughs> what is your secret? Are you not sleeping at night? What's going on? Yeah, that's both. I actually, uh, when I do, it's so funny. People want to get into their 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 work, and they're gonna they're gonna do their own business so they can have all the free time in the world. That's what you hear, right? I'm right. gonna do this and that, and I'll start my day by binging Netflix, uh, which I did at first. Don't do that. That's the lesson. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, what I do is uh, I segment my time, and I've gotta I've gotta be better with my calendar. Yes, but as I have, oh, truly. It's not a nine to five in the traditional sense. When I need to take time off, I do. And sometimes I'm working weekends. Sometimes I'm doing stuff early. I'm an early bird. So I'm, I'm truly six, seven o'clock. You'll see me on the computer doing stuff. And when I mentally get drained, I stop. So I, I keep going until I get drained or I feel like it's not quality work anymore. And then I stop. Or if I'm teaching, like I teach week, uh, week long uh, safety designation courses for a, a different entity and that's some of the other things you have to do to make money sometimes you you work as a contract teacher for someone else so I did that and I'm there 40 hours I have to give those students that spend their money and they want to be safety uh, specialists I work for two courses and I don't know if you want me to do the names or not but Okay, uh, through the Alliance Safety Council in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, they've come up with two safety designations. So it's Certified Occupational Safety Specialist for those that are boots in the ground uh, type of safety workers. And then there's Certificate of Occupational Safety Managers. And those are for people who are managing a safety and health uh, group. 
and who has to really uh, coordinate and talk to upper level executives. It gives them the core foundations for that and both courses are for a week. So I'm teaching the specialists I'm teaching them all about OSHA compliance for general industry and construction. I take them all through those books uh, back and forth, and I teach them how to how to pretty much be the one-stop shop for OSHA compliance. And then the other side for the managers, I'm pretty much teaching them some of the concepts of safety management systems and um, teaching them also uh, things about uh, integrated disability management systems, which is a beast if you're ever going to do that. And uh, at the end, I really want them to to have a communication level that they could talk to the CFO and the CEO and, and truly have understandably uh, good concepts that they could take a hold of and, and mean something to them for the safety system. So during those weeks, I am fried. I hardly <laughs> do anything. <laughs> I just, after I get done, I'll go back to my hotel room or if I'm RVing, then I'll go back to the RV and just, just veg. And that's when I binge. <laughs> that's when the Netflix comes back on. I totally uh, understand so, there. So yes. let's get, let's kind of go down a little bit further here. So, I'm going to go ahead and make the announcement now because we've already had the conversation and what we're going to be doing here is that Shelton's podcast will be coming on to our network here at Safety FM. So what we're going to end up doing is turning around. We'll have the podcast on our main podcast page. You'll still be able to find it on any podcatcher that you're looking at. But then what we'll do here in the next few weeks is that we'll have him come directly onto the radio station aspect. So if you come to safetyfm.live or safetyfm.com, then listen now, you'll be able to stream it. And of course, as you already are aware, we are able to stream on our Apple app, on our Google app. And of course, we're always available on the Alexa skill set. Those are things that you'll start hearing children on. I think that you have so much good information that this is going to be a value added to our listeners here. And I have to tell you that there is some information that you give out that I'm amazed that number one, from a safety consultant aspect, and I'm talking about trying to get people to become consultants, that I was amazed oh. that you were giving to that information away for people that are wanting to become consultants. So I really do value what you're bringing onto the table. And number one, welcome to us here at Safety FM. Thank you for joining our team. Oh, man, it's been excellent already. Thank you. I've been all excited about it. Just a buzz. Safety FM, the the concept in itself is something that I wish I had in the in the early 90s when I was starting. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But, you know, I, I truly, truly appreciate this opportunity, and it's been really kind of fun. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to rubbing elbows with the Safety FM crew. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting because, you know, we have people that have come on, and we have a lot of people right now currently on the network. And what ends up taking place is that we're so far spread out that it's very rare for us to interact, let's say, quote unquote, in person. But you live so close to where I am located in Florida that I'm kind of that I've had more interactions with you than with some, than some of the other hosts that are available because most of my interactions with them are over the phone. So it's, it's been interesting so far. I'm really excited about having you on. And I'm really excited about the information that you're going to be able to share with the audience. Um, we're still working out time slots and exactly how that's all going to fit in. And we'll, and we'll probably have a better understanding on how that goes. I will tell you from my personal position, the way that I look at it is I think that what Sheldon brings to the table, it will be a great aspect if we can do that call-in 
style show where you can call in and ask questions. I don't think that will be every single show that he does, but we should be able to do something from here and there, even if it's the tie in from like a Facebook live or you calling into the station um, where we're able to do that. And I think that that would be a great value um, to the people that are listening. Yeah, that'll be great. And uh, for all the safety FMers that have joined the network, party at Dr. J's house. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd probably do that more like a block party. And I've, I've found this a very interesting retirement community. Not saying that everybody that listens is retired, but it's one of those things that would be pretty interesting if we could do it out there. Um, yeah, that would probably, probably be a conversation for later. So, Sheldon, if um, people want more information about you, where can they get some more info? Uh, info for me, and if you <laughs> depends on where you are, but I guess home base will probably be SheldonPrimus.com. And then I also have safetyconsultant.us, and I give a whole session about dot coms and dot uses. <laughs> but <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't get that dot com, it was too expensive. Uh, but quite honestly, SheldonPrimus.com, you could get a hold of me. And then LinkedIn, I'm always on LinkedIn, so you have uh, just when you get to LinkedIn, just type in Sheldon Primus and you'll see me. And if you are on Facebook, you go to facebook.com backslash groups with an S and then backslash safety consultant, no S. And you could join this group that me and Jay were talking about earlier. And if you're interested in being a safety consultant, it's great because I, I'm not like there all the time. It's actually each one helping each other and posting things. And I do let promotional posts go out there as a moderator. Quite honestly, I, I don't care about that. It's just if someone is constantly pushing a, a product without giving back, I like to think of, uh, I like to think of it where if you're going to give something or take something, you should probably give three things first. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then tell us about your product and your promotion. Very, very, very good way to look at it. And so I have to ask one more question and then I'll go ahead and let you go. Uh -huh. Is Sheldon Primus your celebrity safety name? Celebrity safety <laughs> name. Ooh, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have to. Uh, it's better than poopy Primus, I guess, since I'm from the wastewater <laughs> side. <laughs> yeah. Good way to look at it. Yeah, now, two flush Primus. No, I don't like that one either. Well, no, I just think it's great information that you actually do bring to to us here in the safety in the safety field. And we can definitely have another conversation where we can actually cover your versionality of safety. But I really just want to kind of get the the people that don't know you to know you that are, that listen to the podcast. But great information that you have. Um, that you're bringing to us. And I really do appreciate you joining us here at Safety FM. Uh, thank you for the invite. And I look forward to helping uh, the program and the, the Safety FM community grow. And anybody in the community needs some help. I'm here for you. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. SafetyFM.com
So do you feel like you're missing out on what everyone is starting to do now? That live streaming thing and you don't know where to start or what to do. I have the resource and the information to provide to you in regards on how you can stream onto 40 social media platforms all at one time. Yes, that's 44-0 social media platforms all at one time. All you'll need to do is go to safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's safetyfm.com forward slash one. That's O-N-E. So just in case, and you'll be able to start live streaming just like you're hearing people starting to do right now up to 40 social media platforms.